Live from the summit in Phoenix, Arizona, the core presents Sales Training Bootcamp with Carson Vaughn and Alfonso Delgadillo. Today's topic, cultivating new realtor relationships. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you guys all for, for showing up today. Um, as Rick all said in the States today, I think we all gave it about 6 to 7%. Um, I think we've all just been mailing it in, okay? I'm super passionate about teaching with Carson. Um, I've had the blessing to teach with him at the team training this year. It's unreal, okay? And uh, before we get going, I want you guys to know something about Carson. He's super, super committed. He's a father of three beautiful children. He's been married now for 18 years, right? And uh, he's all in all the time. So he knows when to stop at work. He knows where to start at home. And that's something that I admire about you, brother. And uh, that's why you are who you are today. And uh, I'm honored to be teaching this class with you today. So thank you, Alfonso. I'm super fired up to teach with him. I got to teach with him at the team training. And I was blown away by how hard of a worker this guy is. And just the same things he said about me, like the guy shows up and gives it all at work. He's been married eight. Did you tell me about the same? 15, 15 almost 16 years. years. 15, 16 years. He runs a small, successful branch in San Diego. Got about 15 people at his branch. Shows up big for his kids. But this guy, let me tell you, is a hard worker. Teaching that class with him, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not showing up big enough at work. So you challenge me. I admire you. And I'm super excited to uh, learn from you and to teach this class, brother. So here's the deal. We're teaching a class about how to acquire realtors. And we're going to teach you three or four things. And we're going to keep it really, really simple, right? So the first thing we're going to teach you is who to call, how to get the meeting, how to run the dang meeting, and then what to do to follow up. Is that why you guys are here? Okay, awesome. That's what we're going to do. We're going to leave time for Q&A. And after each segment, we're going to do a little Q&A for you guys, okay? So... I'm going to turn it over to Alfonso to get us started here. You ready to go? Let's go. Awesome. So I'll tell you what's a quick two-minute story that led us to this class today, okay? So about eight months ago, I'm running with my brother to the ranch. I own some horses. It's my new hobby through COVID. And we're riding up to the ranch, and he gets super excited. Oh, my God, this guy's calling me. Picks up the phone, gets a lead. He gets off the phone. I'm like, what's up? Who was this? Tells me the name of the realtor. He's like, I can't believe he finally called me after uh, five months of calling him. He came off my team for four years. He became a loan rep this year in January. And I'm like, give me the guy's name. I pull up the production. What do you guys think the guy had closed? Huh? A hundred? Zero. This year, one last year, last August. I'm like, what are you doing? He ain't calling you back because he has nothing to give you. And I'm like, I I was pissed off with myself, to be honest. Why? He's in my branch. He's my brother. I got super high standards on him, like I do on myself. I'm like, I must not be being clear enough. So I went back and I redid my whole structure of how I run my team meetings, how I do my prospecting. And I did a couple tweaks to the forms to know who we're calling. So the next week I came back to the office, I redid all my list, I showed all my students this semester, this whole year pretty much, and him, and we made a huge progress since then. So he was cl- he was calling blindfolded on people, not knowing who he was calling. And like Rick said today in our meeting, what did he say? Calling broke people or broke realtors is not fun. 
correct? Right. And I think a lot of us have we just been mailing it in, right? We're not doing the work intentionally. So if you guys are going to put out some calls, you guys are going to work eight, nine hour, 10 hour days and going to call realtors, make sure you know who you're calling. Okay. So that led to this class, I believe. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because it has made a difference. I'll give you guys some quick stats about bootcamp. Who all completed bootcamp? Be honest. That's weak. That's what I'm saying. We're about 60% at best. Correct. I completed my bootcamp two weeks prior. I won six whales in my market before boot camp was over. Say that again. I won six whales in my market two weeks prior to boot camp being over. I am super intentional. I am more direct than ever before, and I'm busting real groovy scripts. I'm, always, I'm to a point where I'm going to have to mail my W-2 to some of these guys. Like, seriously, if I have to. But I'm just that committed to changing my trajectory to pivot with this market because it's a huge opportunity. I think we're not taking it serious enough. One of them, I won it after four years. <clears throat> a lot of people have talked about chasing wells for six months. I chase them forever. Okay, I've always chased 10 to 15 wells forever. One of those 10 called me about three weeks ago, texted me, says, can we meet? I said, sure. He said, can we meet on Thursday? I said, not Thursday, I'm coaching. I can meet you on Friday at 2 p.m. in my office. I've been after him for four years. He comes to my office, we have a great meeting. And uh, as he's leaving, he's like, I seen what, well, he called me because he sees what I've done with other realtors in my market, and he wants it too now, right? And um, when he leaves at the meeting, he's about five foot one, okay? And he's, I'm walking him out, he turns around, he looks at me like this. He's like, you know why I effing call you? I said, nope. You're the most relentless lender I've ever met. You don't give up. You guys write that down. Be relentless and don't give up. Don't if give up. If you just make enough calls, you're probably going to get the meeting because they want to get rid of you. Yes, I mean, exactly. That's what I heard you say. That's exactly right. My, one of my, I've got my two biggest agents. I'll tell that quick story. So one of them, I went to her office every Tuesday and showed up with breakfast tacos every Tuesday for 14 months until I got a deal from her. I landed the entire office. It was an office of about six agents. And I met the broker initially, and he let me come in and talk. And I followed up for 14 months every Tuesday, didn't miss, and I finally got a deal from her. And it took that long. And the deal I got, I still remember, was a rescue deal that her lender said he could do and was a disaster. And she gave me a chance. And then she still didn't start sending me her business, even though I rescued and her lender screwed up. She was fiercely loyal. He screwed up a second time and I got the deal. And then that's when I got all of her business. Right. So that's one example of like 14 months every week. That's a long time. Right. The second one was a big listing agent. And I landed his team, and I'll tell that story of how when we get into that. So what we're going to do is talk about who to call. So when you think about how we approach realtors and getting meetings with realtors, we basically teach three different styles, three different types, right? Number one, we teach chasing the listing agent. Number two, we teach a buddy system. You work with a realtor that already likes you, knows you, and trusts you, and you get them to introduce you to one of their colleagues, their coworkers. And we'll talk about how we do that. Number three, 
You make a well list. You make a list. You find a list of realtors. You just go down your board of realtors and you start calling. Whatever it is, whatever your approach is, we're going to tell you how we do it. Basically, it's a cold call. At best, it might be a warm call if you know someone that knows them, right? And so we're going to go over a script of how to get meetings from cold calls. In one year, I met with 391 of the top 1,000 realtors in Austin, all from cold calling. In one year, if you do the math in 52 weeks, that's like eight realtors on average a week. My requirement was to set 10 meetings and get eight to keep. Right, And so I did that over the course of the year, and my business doubled. And then through follow-up, it doubled again. Now, I have to admit and share a little bit of uh, something that embarrasses me. It's like, and if I've done it, I'm sure some of you have as well. Got to COVID, and the business was so good. What did we do? We took our foot off the gas. We stopped doing what we did to get to where we're at. Right? And so I'm, I'm embarrassed and ashamed that, like, dude, I abandoned a lot of my realtor relationships. And so Rick's boot camp, 90 days to meet 100 realtors, was so timely. And that's what we're talking about, right? And what Alfonso said that I love is if you're going to call on realtors, you might as well call on big realtors. Because the truth is, the little ones often don't take their meeting because they're embarrassed because they don't have any business. Does that make sense? Awesome. So let's talk about our approach with calling on listing agents. You want me to run with that? Sure. You want to talk about that or should we talk about how to create those lists first? Let's talk about how to qualify a list. Awesome. Is that what you want to do? Yes. Perfect. So I went back when that happened and then through boot camp and I looked at my lead trackers for the last six months. Okay. And I said, what was my conversion? Right. As rates went up, right. I'm in San Diego. I'm close to Tijuana. Okay. The border. So my clientele base doesn't make a like $300,000 a year, $200,000 a year. Um, you know, the average household in Chula Vista or my 90% of my business is about $110,000 household income, right? And when the races started going up, affordability went away quickly, right? So I realized that I needed a lot more contacts, right? So I came up with my own number. So I challenge you guys all to write this. Look at your last six months lead trackers and look at your lead to pre-approval ratio, okay? And if it's not where you need to be, Add more referral sources to it. Know how many leads you have to get a month. You guys do know that you will close on 60% of your pre-approvals at best if you do a heck of a follow-up system. Imagine if you're not doing a heck of a follow-up system, how much of that are you going to capture? Does it make sense? So I reverse engineered the process, and I came with a number that I needed to call 150 realtors a month. So what I do now is I call my top 40 realtors on Monday which is actually 42 agents that I am in a relationship with that I want to pursue and I want to go, I want to keep at it with them. I added 10 whales on that day. So I call 52 realtors on Mondays and a hundred whales Tuesday through Friday, 25 a day. Well, on say top that again. How many whales are you calling on? A hundred. A week? 110 now. A week? A week. A week. Anybody want to hear more? And a well for me, for my market, a top producer in my market is someone that closes 12 to 15. Does it make sense? So know what that is for your market. What is in your market? Yeah, so in my market, if I look at the total number of realtors, I'm in Austin, Texas. And if I take 
all the realtors, I don't know if there's 10,000 or 14,000, whatever it is, it'll be less next month and next the month after that, right? As soon as they got to pay their renewal dues, it's definitely decreasing. But when I run a list of 12 or more buy sides, it goes from 15,000 to about a thousand. So there's about a thousand agents that close at least one buy side per month. So for me, an, an account would be kind of qualifying our list. I think that's important to know who you're calling, right? If we're going to make cold calls or we're going to target a list, not call the listing agent. We're not talking about having a realtor we work with introduce us to another realtor. We're talking about a target list, right? So for me, that number is 12 or more buy sides because they can really control about six to eight of those deals. And if they're doing 12 buy sides, they already have a go-to lender and a backup lender. Like at best, I'm going to maybe get four deals in the next year from them. So that would make them what we call an account, right? Four or more deals per year. Now your question was well list, right? So a well in my market would be 25 or more buy sides. And there are about 50 agents in Austin that do 25 or more buy sides. So it's pretty easy. If he's calling on 110, I should probably call on all 50, right? So yeah. That help? That helps, absolutely. And I do it 25 a day because I'm not going to lie. I think I'm pretty good on the phone. I enjoy it. I'm a hard worker. That's all I was taught. It ain't fun to call 150 people in one day. Let's just be real. You're like halfway through my list, I was just melt. I'm hoping they don't pick up the phone, right? So what was the purpose of making the phone call? I was just doing it to check it off. But now I'm more intentional. I'm super focused. It gives me a lot more time to have my screens up, and I'll show you here, guys, in a second how I do it. But I call 25 wells Tuesday through Friday, and I have about four to six conversations. About a good third of them blow me off, and I like when they do that because I go in hard, right? But about a third blow me off because they already have a lender, correct? But through that process, I've been able to land these eight wells that right now those six wells that I mentioned in today's market in San Diego, which is super, like, hard because of price price points and affordability, they'll give me about two to three deals a month. In a regular market, which we'll have next year or the year after, I'd be damned if I don't close at least 12 transactions out of those just six wells. And if I make about 7,500 bucks a pop, how much is that a month? How much is that a year? So my purpose and my goal throughout this process that I'm doing is I want to land a total of 20 agents that are in business with me, that are committed to working with me when, I, when I'm done with this market. Does it make sense? So we all do hate doing cold calls, correct? So how did I come up with my list? It was super easy. I went back and I took the 30 months of closings, 2020, 2021, and year to date. And I pulled a report from my Encompass on every listing agent I did a deal with in this last 30 months. Guess what I found out? With three agents in my market, I had done more than three transactions on their listings. Got it? I pulled the report, I look at the qualifiers, 10 buy sides, and I put them on my list. So instead of being a cold call, it's now what? A warm Warmer call. call. Warmer, well, right? We're not calling it a listing agent call because you didn't do it during the transaction. We're exactly. going to teach how to call a listing agent during the transaction. Exactly. So we're talking about putting our list together. Yes, so I'm putting, putting my list together, okay? So that's where I went first. Because these people that already know me, right, I closed on time, I updated them, we did a good job, I went back and I researched all the closes, make sure that we close them all on time, and out of like three or 400 deals, I selected 48. 48 
realtors, listing agents that I did a deal with in the last 30 months. And then I went to my MTA app and I pulled up more agents in the area and I came up with 110 agents, right? And here's another thing. Stop hanging on to an agent on your list because they're cool. Cool ain't gonna get us paid, I'm sorry. If it's gonna be cool, invite them to your house for, ha- for like a beer or whatever, hang out, don't talk business, right? I'm all about business right now because we're getting our fannies kicked, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. Right? Okay, so are we good on, on how to qualify your list? Go ahead, we got a question back there and I'll repeat the question. Please, please hold. No, it's okay, it'll take too long. Go ahead. Yeah, so the question was MTA and what are the other sources that we use to find out an agent's production? So there's MTA. Our company provides uh, MMI, I think it's called. Yes. That was called? Yes. MMI. Uh, before all of that, I mean, 10 years ago, I was going to the title company and being like, hey, I know y'all got a super secret list that you say you don't really have, but I know you really have it. Here's what I'm looking for is a list of all the agents sorted by the number of buy sides. I don't care about the list sides. I don't care about the volume. I want the number of transactions. And I got it every year and I got it updated and I want the last 12 months. And I don't need to look at that list every month, do I? And that's silly. I can do this year, the last 12 months, and then next year I'll get another list, right? I think sometimes we overanalyze the data so that we don't make the call, right? There was one more question we'll take. Uh, back then I did it with an Excel spreadsheet. And I just deleted everybody that had less than 12 buy sides. Now we're doing it through MMI because it tells us who the lender is that they're working with or how many different lenders. Like if I got an agent that, that closed 15 buy sides and there's six or seven different lenders on those deals, what do we know? They don't have a, they don't have, yeah, they don't have a lender that's locked them down, right? So I think that got the question answered. There are lots of tools to figure out how to get the production data for your agent so that you can qualify your list. Go ahead, Diana. Can you guys, uh, hold on, we're being recorded, so I want to make sure that we all get this. I'll, I'll come over and I'll get you the mic. Hold on. How far back did you go to get that report from the Compass? 2020, 2021, a year to date. 30 months. All right, cool. We've got this big list now, right? In your market, it might be more than 10 buy sides. In your market, it might be more than 20 buy sides. So what we came here today is to talk about how to get the dang meeting. Right? Is that what you guys want to hear? That's that's what we were promising you. Yes. So, Alfonso, I'm going to let you go ahead and start with how do you get a meeting? Do we want to say it's a warm or do we want to say that it's it, it's purely cold? Cold. Well, we want cold, cold. Okay? All right. Should I be easy on him or tough on him? Tough. And we haven't practiced this, so we're going to see how good he really is. Okay? All right. Ring, so, ring. Hello, this is uh, Remax agent Carson, top dog in town. Hey, Carson. This is top dog Alfonso in San Diego. How are you doing? Hey, Who? Alfonso Delgadillo, top dog from Port Mortgage. It's like your top dog from Remax. Uh, oh, hey, Alfonso, what's what's this about? Hey, listen, man, I know I'm probably the 20th or 30th lender that's calling the last couple of days, right? You all know that rates are up and we're all struggling, correct? Yeah, here it's tough. Rates are up. People don't want to buy houses right now. That's awesome. Listen, I did a list of all the top agents in my county, and you're like way up there. You're like in the top in my county, and you're one of the best realtors in town. I'm super impressed. I want to do a little bit of research on you. This might give you kind of the chills because I'm a little bit of a stalker. Dude, how in the heck have you done 10 buy sites this year and 30 listings 
when some of my best partners right now are struggling to even close one a month. How are you doing that? Um, yeah, we got a good lead generation system. Great. What is that? Uh, well, we we pay for leads, internet leads. That's awesome. So does your le- <laughs> yeah? I mean, our our lender helps pay for that. Are, are you? <laughs> Are, 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 do you pay for that with some of your realtors? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't pay for nothing. Okay. Yeah. But listen, in all seriously, what I'm calling about Carson is I am looking to partner up with only the best in my market because I truly believe in my heart that I am the best in my market. Yeah. Okay. So doing that research, I see that uh, out of the 15 deals, Johnny has eight. Is yeah. that like one of your best friends or something? Yeah, Johnny's a good, one of my good go-to lenders. Yeah. What does it do really well? Well, he pays for some of our leads. Oh my God. Awesome. So how much does he pay a month? Uh, 2,500 bucks. 2,500 bucks and he got eight deals out of the, you know, what you've done this year, correct? Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, I guarantee you that if you give me five minutes of your time, I'll come to your office. I'll bring you your favorite coffee. I will show you a better tactic that will get you a best ROI return on that without having to pay that Zillow spend. Are you up for it? Say that again. If you give me five minutes of your time. Remember, I'm a realtor, right? I gotta hear it twice. If I'm... <laughs> There's no realtors in the room, right? That is true. Are we being recorded? Okay. Let's go. If you give me five minutes of your time, I'll come into your office, I'll bring you your favorite coffee, I guarantee you, I will bring you a tactic that will give you more uh, investment in return of your time with no ad spend. Okay. Would we take that meeting? Maybe? I'm interested. Okay, can you just tell me about it now on the phone? I'm sorry, but I don't give my secrets over the phone. Say that again? I am sorry, but I do not give my secrets over the phone. Okay. I think, once again, you're one of the best agents in the county. I am the best lender in San Diego County. I do believe that, and I want to show that to you. Would you give me five minutes? Five minutes. You got it. Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. What's your favorite coffee? Uh, A Frappuccino Mocha Hente thing. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) He was not hard on me, okay? Was that... He was not that hard on me, okay? No? Some, no. No. Some other people are harder on me, but and I still end up down meetings. And I do bring them coffee. I do bring them coffee. And I've done about 25 of those meetings in their office, okay? They do damn work. Trust me. All right, so let's break it down. What did he do well? What was the first thing he did? He gave honor. What was the second thing that he did? Brought himself up to their level. He said that he was a top dog also, right? What was the third thing he did? He request. Oh, he had, he had their numbers he, that says he was serious, and then he did what? He requested a meeting, and then I gave him some pushback. He overcame my objections. He requested a meeting again, and I gave him the meeting. It, right. It, so let's. If Carson would have pushed back, said, "Dude, I am okay. I don't need you. Like my buddy Johnny is the best." I would might come back to that. Is this listen? If you take the meeting with me. I guarantee to make you $100,000 in the next 12 months without taking from Johnny. Guaranteed. So you don't feel like you're cheating on Johnny. With what I'm going to come to you with, I guarantee you I will make you an extra $100,000 in closings, which is my market. It's about, I look at your price points, about six to seven more transactions. If I don't do that, Carson, you fire me. I'm interested. Are you interested? You need you guys that direct? What's he about? He's about their money. Right? Making them more money. Right? And I was like, I want your money. And he's like, no, 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 I can make you more money. Yes. Right? The key to this and what's been crushing for me, I know the data. 
I know that they did a loan with Raul de la Vega. I know that they did a loan with Brian Schuto. I need another loan. You know what I'm saying? You know the loan officers that they do business with. Right, these guys are my market to my friends. Okay, can uh, I, but go ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say, can I be honest with you guys? I don't want the data. Like, I don't want to know who all they're working with, and I don't want to overthink it. When I go to the meeting, I want the data, because then I can really have a conversation with them about it. Regarding the data, though, it's what keeps them on the phone. I know what you're doing, right? And some of them say, that is wrong. I've done 30 buy sites. Oh, really? Well, I'm even more impressed now. If I called you with 15, I, seriously, okay. and they laugh. Oh, you, you did more than 15? You did 30? God, dude, I'm, I'm not, now I'm floored. We really got to meet. So I, I love that, and I'm going to take that back, and I'm going to roll with that with the data because it says I'm serious and I've studied up on you, and I know you. What I want to caution you guys on is doing too much research and data and not making the dang call. Yes. Right? So I would rather you just ready, fire, aim, right, than ready, aim, 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 and then fire. Okay? So we got to make the call number one. Go ahead, Jennifer. Okay, the question was, what is your go-to script on making them more money? And we're not doing that on the phone. He told me he doesn't give away his secrets on the phone. So make, we're going to get to that in the next section, right? We're still on how to get the meeting. Okay? Yep. I'm going to spend just, we're going to run through super quick. Got so it. I'm making a cold call and I don't have any data, let's say, right? And I just want to give you guys a couple of objections to overcome. Right? So the very first and most common objection is what? Hey, Carson, I've already got a lender. And I'm like, <laughs> I literally laugh. Alfonso, <laughs> dude, an agent as big as you, you probably got two or three really great lenders. Well, I got one that I really go to, okay? Yeah. And I give all my business to that one guy. Man, I love that. Well, listen, there's things that I do really well, and there's some things that I can't do that other lenders can. And I know there's some things that your go-to guy can do really well, and there's things that he may not be able to do. And I want to be the first guy you think of if your go-to guy can't get it done. And listen, Alfonso, I know you're not going to think of me if you don't know me. So I just want a 15-minute meeting with you. I'll bring you a cup of coffee so we can get to know each other so that when you have a deal that your guy can't go to, I'm the first guy you think of. Carson, I've been doing real estate for about 35 years. Every lender says the same thing. There's only FHA, VA, conventional. There's some down payment assistance programs and non-QM that most lenders do offer. So what is that one thing that, or what do you have special that my guy Johnny doesn't have? Ben, there's lots of ways to get deals done. Literally, I close four or five loans a month that are rescue loans that other banks say they can do and they can't do it. So it's not that we got super secret products. It's that I've got in-house underwriting and we can get deals done. And I'd love to sit down and talk to you more about what that looks like. The deal is, let me be honest with you. I've done, I've been in the business 20 years and I've helped over 3,000 families over those years. And look, I'm still learning every day. And I know that there are deals that we can get done that other people can't get done. And just because I've been in the business and done, done that, that much production doesn't make me an expert necessarily. And I don't know it all, but man, I know I can help you when your guy can't do it. And if I can't do it, I got the resource of other people that can because I'm interested in you helping that family get into that home and you getting paid. 15 pretty, minutes. What do you clean. have to lose? Nothing. Okay, so that was, the, that was, he was hard on me, right? That was clean. And I may not have gotten that meeting. And I'd have just followed up with him next week. Right? So I already got a lender. Um, what's the next one that we get? I'm, not I'm already in a meeting. Right? 
And then it's just, it's go-to. I think Josh Sigmund taught this exact script, right? It was like, Alfonso, listen, I didn't think there was any way I could get on your schedule with such short notice. How about the following week on Thursday? Right? You know what? That works. So it's just a gut check. They're like, they flinch. They're like, no, they give us a, right? They give us an objection. And then when you double down and reclose them and overcome that objection, then they got a decision to make, right? This guy's serious. He wants a meeting. When you're talking to those agents that don't have time or ask you to follow up, ask them when they want you to follow up. Don't assume a date or a time. Let them get a date and time from them. Okay? And here's why. You're going to call them that day. They for, they just told you that to get you off the phone. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I notate that in phone burner. That's what I use. Right? And when I call Carson back or that agent... I say, hey, it's Alfonso from Point Mortgage. We talked last Thursday. You asked me to call you back today at 2 p.m. to schedule our meeting. You were super uh, busy and you didn't have your calendar, but you want me to call you today. I'm serious about your business and I'm serious about you. Please call me back so we can get ourselves on a calendar. Love it. And if it's five weeks and six weeks, I keep freaking going in that hole and that wound and I put salt in it and I rub it because you're not a professional and I am. You've asked me to call you. I'm honoring that. I make them feel like crap. And they'll call me back. Four years later, or they'll text me, can you meet tomorrow? Yeah. That's and nice. I get them. Right? Yes, sir. Yep. What do I do when they do, when they record my number and they know it's me? I just keep, I just keep calling them. And then let's say it's Carson seven months later or a year or two years. I'm like, Carson, it's me again. Happy Tuesday. I've been calling on you for 12 months, every single week, and you've not called me back. I am relentless. I never give up on anyone. Imagine if you simply gave me an opportunity to call on your leads, the damage that I would do to your business. If you want to make more money, if you need a committed lender on your side, I'm waiting for you. And by the way, I am super patient. Have a blessed day. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, we got to transition. That was a really good job. And we've got to transition now. We're going to talk about calling on listing agents, right? So I'll I'll run with that. So we every time we get a contract, it gets a, a copy of it is put on my desk along with the production number, so I know immediately how big of an agent that is. And when I think about when is your first opportunity with a listing agent to make an initial impression, when is it? When you get the contract was, 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 was one answer. And really, I think it starts before that. I think it starts when you make the phone call at offer. You get a chance to not only sell the client what's obvious, right? You get to sell yourself that you're confident that you will get this job done, that you will protect their seller, you will close on time, and they will get paid, right? And I think there's one more thing we need to remember who else are we needing to sell in that transaction? The agent. And this was super important in a multiple offer market, right? Like, hey, listen, it, do you know Devante, the buyer's agent that, on this offer? And they're like, uh, I think I've heard of him. Well, listen, I've worked with Devante for the last 10 years. His clients rave about him. You will love the experience of working with him. Like, he is on it with amendments, on it with answering his phones. You're not going to have to chase him down. We're going to make it so easy for your seller to say yes, right? So just remember to build up your buyer's agent as well in that initial impression. So then when we get a contract, we call and we congratulate them. 
And we tell them we're going to close on time. We're so honored that they, that they took our offer, right? And we're looking forward to closing on time. And listen, one thing working with us that you're going to love is that we're going, going to call you every Tuesday, right, to give you a great update because I know your seller is nervous about this closing on time and to make sure that this really goes through. If we close on time and I call you every Tuesday, can I get a coffee meeting with you after the closing? Yes. And they almost always say yes, but just just say, well, you know, I already got a... You know what? I, I really already have a lender. Like, I expect you to do a good job already, right? I've heard good things about you. I got my guy, but, you know, I'm okay. Just please keep me updated. That's the key to me. You know, it's like communication is everything to me. Yeah, Fonzo, I, I appreciate that. We're going to close on time, and I'm going to call you every week, and I'm going to get a meeting with you at the end. Just I, 15 minutes. I can guarantee the meeting once again. I'm super busy. It's important for you to close on time, right? 100%. I mean, I can't really say that, but come on, Alfonso. 15 minutes to make sure we close Should on time. Should I cancel it? Should I cancel right now or what? Because you're not going to close on time, Fonzo? No. Yes, it is, but I'm... Try to keep it funny, right? Yes. And they laugh, and they're like, listen, come to... I'm like, I'll just show up at closing when the seller signs, but right? Whatever it takes. The thing is that they said yes. So what do you do? Use it against them. Hey, man, I deliver on my promises. I called you every Tuesday. I closed on time. I got you paid. I got your client to the next chapter of their life. You owe me my coffee meeting. Call me back. So I want to add one thing. We've been taught that. And I went back about a year ago and changed one thing. And I want you guys to do this as well. I want you to call on Friday after that initial Tuesday call and say, hey, Alfonso, it's Carson with XYZ Mortgage Company. And I know we talked on Tuesday, but I just wanted to check in with you. How's your seller feeling? Sellers are feeling excited. You know, they're excited to be moving out of this house and, you know, they're downsizing, right? Yeah. I did mention that on the, on the call. They're moving out of state, so they're super excited to go with their grandkids. Awesome. I'm glad they're feeling good about it. I guarantee you we are going to close on time, and I just wanted to reach out and make sure everything was going well. Hey, listen, while I have you on the phone, I know that real estate doesn't stop on the weekends. It's around the clock, right? Listen, Alfonso, if you're out this weekend and you're working and you need to talk to your lender and you can't reach your lender, I would love it if you called me. Okay. I'm going to text you my contact info. Man, I'd love it if you called me this weekend if you needed something. You got it. Okay, awesome. Now, what's the reality? Our realtors call us on the weekend, and what's the first thing they say? Hey, I'm sorry to, hey, I'm sorry to bother you on the weekend. And what are, what am I doing? I don't even work with them. I'm like, hey, bother me on the weekend. Cause I know if you call me, it's important. And their lender that they feed business to that takes it for granted, you know, is like, hey, I'm whatever with the kids on a Saturday. I hope this is important. I mean, maybe it's not quite that bad, especially not right now, but you get the point, right? When I taught with Carson last time, he mentioned that to me, right? And immediately when I got back to my office, I started adding all the listing agents that I'm in contract with to my list on Fridays. Because I already call my partners on Fridays to remind them I'm, I'm your weekend warrior, right? And I text them, I call them, but now I'm doing that, it's been a game changer too. Nice, I love it. Last one, we're gonna teach the buddy system and we're gonna run through this one really quick, right? So Alfonso, you've got a bunch of realtors that love you. Yep. Tell us how to leverage that relationship to get another meeting. So um, some of my realtors already are in the program, you know, from San Diego. So I leverage them a lot. Uh, others that I coach or mentor or we're in a mastermind, I leverage that a lot, right? I always try to bring enough value that I don't feel like, I don't feel bad asking for help. Does it make sense? I think we all feel bad of asking for more or for help if you're not bringing it, right? It's just a reality. So I l- clearly, I've been in coaching for nine years. 
And uh, if I'm being 100% honest with you guys, I didn't start using the buddy system up until about a year and a half ago. And since then, it has changed my business as well. Okay, because some of the biggest agents that I'm now doing business with as well were introduced by a current realtor partner of mine. So it's super simple. Um, I go to break bread with about 12 realtors on a reoccurring basis right now. Right? These are my top 12, right? And I meet with them every single month, the same day, same place, every single month. It's not allowed to be canceled. We can only rescheduled. Uh, and when I'm in those meetings, I started asking like, hey, uh, David, Man, thank you so much. I mean, we're working together for six years already. We've done this many deals together. I'm super grateful for that. Yay, bro. We're down. Refi business is gone, right? And uh, I'm way down. I'm not going to hit the goal for the year. He's like, well, what can I do to help you? Well, who in your office do you know that you feel I can get along with and connect with that can help like I'm helping you? Literally, that's it. And you get the meeting. And I get the freaking meeting. Like they're doing text messages right there when they're having lunch with your breakfast. They're texting the introductions, everything. Two, three weeks ago, there was this uh, lady near my area. Uh, she runs a, her business. She has like a coaching business for women. And she wanted to pick my brain because she knows I'm in coaching. I took the meeting with her. It was a business meeting, a referral source, right, VIP. I got on my VIP calls. And she's like, man, you did so great for me in our meeting six months ago. Um, what can I do for you? It's the first time that someone actually asked me, what can I do for you without me asking? And I said exactly that. Who do you know that I can connect with, that I can get along with? Within that meeting, she introduced me to 10 business people in my market. I've already met with seven divorce attorneys, financial planners, bankruptcy attorneys, right? Wealth managers, I met with seven and I got three leads. I got two deals in escrow now for $3.5 million. Woo, that's awesome. Listen, I want to see a show of hands. Yeah, nice, nice job, Alfonso. I want to see a show of hands and I want you guys to be brutally honest. I want to know in the last 30 days how many of you have gone to your go-to realtors and asked them to introduce you. Who's done that in the last 30 days? Now, keep your hands up. Who has gone through all of their realtors in the last 30 days and asked for it. I haven't. Right. So we got one right up here. That's amazing. You've asked every agent you work with in the last 30 days to introduce you to another agent. Yeah, he said he calls them, he texts them for the request. And how many new meetings did you get in the last month? About 20 new meetings. And so how many agents total did you call? Would you guess? About 60 agents he made the request. And you probably got about 50 names, and you probably met with about 40 to 50% of the names. Something like that. And the trick there is that you're, you, I don't know if you did a buddy lunch where you asked them to invite the, that person to lunch. That's even better, right? So a buddy lunch system is, is, yeah, that was your, got it. So a buddy lunch system would be, right, if I'm calling Alfonso, and, and the tactic of that, this, the structure of that call is I have to call Alfonso, give him some honor. He's my go-to realtor. And look, I got realtors I can just ask. Like, dude, I need to meet another realtor this week. Can we go to lunch and you bring that realtor from your office? Someone you think that we'd be a good fit and we got some stuff in common, right? But there are a lot of agents where I can't ask to get, I can't ask it that way, right? So I've got to call and love on him and be like, Alfonso, I was looking back at our numbers this year 
And I got to tell you, you're one of my favorite realtors. You're one of my favorite people. Like, I am just so honored that that we closed five transactions. You trusted me enough with your client to send them to me. And I know when you do that, I'm an extension of you. I'm Your reputation's on the line. And I want you to know I don't take that for granted. Thank you. Yeah. So, that sounded bad. It sounded dismissive. So, um, listen, I want to go to lunch with you and, and us talk about setting goals for next year. Right? And then in person, I would give him honor again. And then I would give first. Like, hey, I really appreciate all these deals. I'm determined to get you a couple next year. What's something we can partner together on next year to make sure you hit your goals? Does that sound good? Is that helpful? Hey, listen, Alfonso, I need a favor from you. Right? So the key there is give them honor. Do something for them. Request something in return. Most of the time they're like, hey, man, what can I do for you? I'm like, I'm so glad you asked. I got to meet a few more realtors. Like, literally, I think in this market right now, with the, the, the way rates are and the way homes are sitting on the market, I probably need twice as many realtors as I have right now. And I love you, and I want to work with other realtors like you, man. Can, can I count on you? Could you, you introduce me to somebody else in your office? 100%. Go ahead. I know you had something to add. What was the nugget right there? Who caught it? Huh? No. Bingo. I do two lunch, three lunch and learns every single year, October, November, December, once a month, for goal planning, goal setting, the will of life, what we did yesterday. But I just wrote this down. And then I go to lunch or breakfast or break bread to review our business plans together and see how I can help out, right? And I try to weave myself in there, correct? But doing individual lunches, break breads right now, between now and the end of the year, to show them and give them the one-year business plan with the five-year in the bottom of what we all did. Imagine you did that over like an hour and a half lunch with them and taught them how to do that and then show them yours and then ask them like, you want to do 50 sides or 30 sides or wherever many and then you bring the core team structure to achieve those goals for realtors. That's money right there, Carson. Thank you so much. I love it. And I'm going to make a little tweak with that. <laughs> it's like, Dude. it's so fun when we get to share. So between now and the end of the year, here's your homework. You've got to meet with your top 15 realtors. You've got to give them honor like I did. Look, I am so appreciative of the two deals you gave me this year, right? It means so much to me. I know that your reputation's on the line and I don't take that for granted. And listen, I appreciate it. My team appreciates it. Their families appreciate it. Like, let's go to lunch and let's talk about what your business plan is next year. Then we have that that one-year business plan that we did yesterday. And we make it all about them and all about their money. And at the end, after you've, you've given, why don't you be like, hey, is there someone else in your office that you think would benefit from setting goals for next year? Maybe I could come up there and meet with three at a time. Right? Maybe I could come talk to your entire office about goal setting for next year. How, do you guys have regular branch meetings at the, at the at broker meetings at the office? Does anybody ever sponsor and show up with food? Hey, when's your next one? Who do I need to call to find out when those are scheduled and how to get on the schedule? Right? A whole bunch of different ways you guys can get in front of them. And that would be the goal of that meeting is to really, if I could get Alfonso to bring three other agents to lunch again and I could go over it with all of them, if I could get Alfonso to bring me to his office where I could speak to 50 agents, right, that would be the best possible outcome. I know we got a, we had a question right in the middle. Sure, you could do a goal. The question was, would you do this as a seminar? Sure, we will do lunch and learns on goal setting, right? That's what we do typically to the end of January is goal setting for next year.
But listen, you have a, a lunch and learn and you have a bunch of people show up. That doesn't get you any money. That doesn't get you any deals. Right? That gets you in front of a lot of people and I love to talk and I feel good about talking to 15 agents. But the truth is, at that, at that lunch and learn, there has to be qualified people in the room and I have to close them for a one-on-one meeting. And I'll do it real quick. There's an easy way to close a room when you are teaching a lunch and learn. And, and that is, that is an approach to get a, a, a so it's in the, the scope of what we're talking about today. But at the end of the lunch and learn, after you fed them and after you've delivered for 45 minutes or an hour good information, I'm like, hey, by a show of hands, you guys can participate. By a show of hands, how many got one or two good things out of this? Wow, look around. That's like the whole room. That's awesome. Listen, I'm not a professional speaker, but I'm a really good lender, right? And I got to tell you, I'm so happy that you're here. What I'm going to do is follow up with you on Monday for a one-on-one meeting. If you don't want to meet with me, that's okay. Just let me know on the way out the door. That's the magic. Do you think anybody walks up to me, hey, this was great today, don't call me. Right? You've got permission and you've set the expectation. Dude, now you got to make the call. So you might want to have somebody from your team also in there with you because you guys can tag team those calls if you had a big event. I know that was off topic. I hope that was good. Was that no, that good? was money. That was okay. money. I stole that from somebody, probably Sigmund. I stole everything from him. Okay, awesome. We're going to transition now, but before we do that, we're going to do a little bit of table work. And I want you guys to just really quick, we don't have to have a conversation about it, to look at, the, at, at your table and say, of those three, which one you're going back and you're implementing right away? Who we're going to focus on and double down relentlessly? Y'all love to talk as much come as back. All right, y'all come on back. Come on back. We got some more work to do. Let's go. So we're going to transition now when we get the meeting with the realtor. We've talked about how to make the list, who to call, a few different styles, some subtle differences, but you know, kind of the same thing, how to get the meeting. Let's say now we have a meeting with a new realtor. And we got it on page 143. You guys can flip to that. And 144, it goes into even more detail. So what we're talking about here is really written out step by step for you. And what we're going to teach is what we call solution selling. I know you guys have heard this before. We're just going to, we're going to give it to you again because Rick says it's the basics that win championships. In a tough market, it's the basics, right? This is the basics. So on page 143, I always think about when I have that meeting with the first new agent, again, what am I going to do very, very first? Give honor, right? That's been a common theme. I know you guys are doing that. If you're not, wake up and start doing that, please, right? Number two, I ask for permission to take notes. So my honor is like, Steve, I really appreciate you agreeing to meet with me for 15 minutes, and I'm going to honor my word and keep it to 15 minutes. If we get to 15 minutes and you want to keep going, just let me know, okay? Hey, listen, I don't have a great memory. Do you mind if I take a couple notes while we're, while we're, while we're visiting? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Now, I did that because I learned the hard way, those 391 meetings I had in 12 months. Like, I'm meeting with this young mom with a, with a young kid, and I'm, like, taking notes about, you know, what building rapport, like, what do you do for fun, tell me about your family. She's like, I got a two-year-old. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. What's, what's, what did you say it was a boy or a girl? And I'm like, what's your kid's name? And she looked at me, and she's like, you're writing all this down? 
I'm like, okay, dummy, you got to ask for permission to take notes, right? So you don't creep them out. Uh, number three, has that ever happened? Or has that only happened to me? Okay, it's only happened to me. Number three, active listening, right? So active listening looks like nodding your head when they talk, leaning in when they lean in, leaning back when they lean back, right? That's mirroring. Active listening looks like repeating what they said. Yes. Active listening looks like asking a question about what they just said. Like, I was like, Alfonso, would you repeat that again? I, you know, I think I got it, but I want to make sure I understand what you said, right? A lot of active listening. I don't know, number four, um, build rapport first. And like, all of that is just getting to the good stuff. And for me, I want to get right to business on the good, the good stuff, right? Like, I'll get through all the building rapport and finding out what they do for fun because I need that information so that I can connect later with them and weave it back into the conversation. Make sure you guys are learning that you are weaving back in little bits of information that you get from your Monday realtor calls from, right? I mean, that's money. Having a, an admin listen in when you make the calls that are taking notes on whatever personal happened over the weekend and you learn to, that style of weaving it back into the next conversation, right? And so getting to the three good the good questions and and they solution selling they literally are so easy it's hey listen devante when you think about working with a lender what's most important to you communication i agree that's really important what do you think good communication looks like to you we're going to get a microphone here it's making sure that my clients not bugging me for updates so i have to chase you down oh good communication is like knowing what's going on in the transaction Absolutely. why is that important to you because um it's not my job and it's going to save me time. I can't do your job. Yeah, I love it. I agree. Like, just knowing what's going on in the transaction is so important. And doesn't it drive you crazy when, like, you know you just feel it. You know something's going wrong, and mis- magically you can't reach the lender. Doesn't that drive you crazy? It does. Yep. So we got communication. That's, like, always the number one, right? And you saw how I asked three more qualifying questions so that I could really kind of get to the root of it. Like, so when what does it look like when, like, you can't, when you don't hear from the lender? Uh, when I don't hear from them, I get nervous. My client gets nervous. I don't think the transaction's going to go very well. Uh, it scares me. Yeah. I bet it does, especially in this market right now, huh? Absolutely. Yep. So then I'm going to ask another question the same way, right? So in addition to communication, what else is really, really important? And then you got to ask why and why and why. And then I'm going to get three. And what they're going to do, and I know you've heard this all before, but it's the basics. And I've had a lot of practice at running that meeting. And I do it the exact same way. I, I'm like waiting to get to the close, right? Those three questions. And they're, they're, they're daggers, right? They're, they're swords. So when we get to the third, I'm like, okay, listen, I really appreciate that, Devante. You got to tell me what frustrates you most with working with a lender? Uh, what frustrates me most is um, if when I send a lead and I just don't know what's going on with the lead. Yeah, communication again, right? Yeah. Ask some more questions about it. And if you listen, they'll tell you everything you need to know about how to not lose their business. And they'll tell you everything that's driving them crazy about their, like they're going to start, they start throwing their lender under the bus sometimes, right? It's crazy. And the first question, what's most important to you, tells you what you need to know to get their business. The second question, what must you avoid is what to do to not lose their business, right? And then the third question and I'm, that question is like this, right? So, hey, Devante, like, I know the market's tough right now. What's your biggest frustration in the market with real estate right now? Uh, with this, the homes aren't selling fast enough. Not enough. Um, I just don't have enough leads, essentially. And then the people that I have right now, it seems like they're getting a little bit scared. Yeah, why do you think they're scared? 
Because I got asked three whys, right? So I, I'm like, okay, where am I going to find a why? Okay, why Why do you think they're scared? I think they're scared because they don't think they're going to make a good investment by buying real estate. They think rates are too high, home prices are going to devalue or fall. They just don't know if it's a good idea right now. Yeah, so I, I think I heard you say they're scared that home prices might keep coming down. Mm-hmm. And then they're worried about the rate. We, what do you think they're worried about the rate because maybe the payment? I think that's part of it. Um, I think it's payment and then making sure that, you know, they saw their friend and their family got a 3% rate a couple of months ago. And now they feel like they're getting gypped. Yeah. I want that 3% rate too, huh? <laughs> yeah. So listen, I got to ask you out of curiosity, Devante. And I lean back and I kind of scratch my chin or rub my chin. I don't know why I do that. That's what I do. Like, hey, Devante, I got to ask you, like I've never asked this question before. What's your go-to lender? What are they doing to help you overcome those challenges right now? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my and head. And that's 100% what I get every single time, right, is Carson, they, I stump them. Like, well, listen, the realtors I work with, the market's always changing. And I know I've got to be nimble on my feet and adapt and change with the market. And, like, you know, a year ago, what was the challenge in the market? Uh, the challenge was multiple offers. There weren't um, enough homes, and yeah. that meant that there were too many offers. Now the challenge I'm hearing you say is that there's too many homes right. and not enough offers. Right. right. Right? And so for the other market, there were some strategies that where I could partner with you to help get more deals accepted. Now there's some strategies that I've got to partner with you to help you get that house sold or to help the buyer get comfortable with the payment. And you guys are know where I'm going with this, right? Mm-hmm. There's selling the return on investment. There's talking about buying the house at a good price now, and you got so many homes to choose from. And we're going to get that payment you want next year. We're going to save you 500 bucks next year or the year after when rates come back down. We're going to get you that payment that you want. We're going to do it automatically. Is that okay with you? Right. So I'm going to talk to Devante about how we refocus their buyer that now is still a good time to buy. That's the underlying question right now. Is is what he said was, is it a good time to buy? So I need two or three strategies on how to overcome that market challenge. And so here's the money, right? So I've, I've, uh, I've gotten his, I've gotten my three questions answered that I need. And what do I do next, Alfonso? I'm at the end of the meeting. What do we do next? Show honor one more time and set the next meeting. Love it. So here's how I do that as well. I give honor to close the meeting. Devante, listen, I really enjoyed meeting with you. It's 15 minutes. We got a lot done in 15 minutes. And I want to be respectful of your time. Listen, I really enjoyed meeting you. I can tell we're like-minded. And I'd love the opportunity to work with you. But what I want to do first is go back to my office and put my notes together. I heard you say communication was really important. I heard you say that, like, you gotta, you gotta know what's going on in the transaction. And I heard you say that, man, you're feeling the pain and you're struggling with getting home sold and overcoming these high rates. Here's what I want to do. Devante, I want to meet with you next week, same time, same place. And I'm going to go over some things that I put together that we could maybe partner on to help you with what's going on in the market right now. Can you do that? Here's the deal. He took the meeting over the phone. Do you th- and I, now I've met with him in person and bought him a cup of coffee. Do you think he's going to tell me no in person? It happened twice. The guy was like, gave me some excuse. So-and-so of mine's a lender, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to meet with you again. But it like, almost never happens. Is that how you handle it as well? Give them honor, same time, same place? Exactly. Yep. So um, I run my meetings the same way. You have a question? I was going to go, awesome. So what's the one tactic that I, that I bring, right? 
that makes him a hundred thousand bucks. So I run my meeting just like him. Okay. I ask a lot of questions, right? But I make a twist. I got to the meeting because I know who they work with, correct? I know how many buy sides, how many listings year to date, two years and everything, right? So when I'm in a meeting with Carson, I'm like, Carson, so what does Mike do so well for you? I mean, he got nine out of the last 15 transactions. What does he do very well? Um, man, we're buddies. Our kids play ball together. He closes on time. He's, he's a great lender. So the fact that he's your buddy, he, your kids play together, and he just, he just closes on time. That's what he does yep. very well for you. Great. That's awesome, man. Cool. Well, I'm going to ask you a question before we go into the next phase of our meeting. If you had the magic wand, you had a magic wand, what would be your ideal lender? My ideal lender? Yep. Um, one that does his job, answers his phone, does what he says he's going to do. But, I mean, ideal, one that, one that sends me business instead of me being the one that sends them business. Awesome. Great. He just told me that Mike does not send him business. Why? I asked, what's your ideal lender? He didn't mention that about Mike. He said, I know Mike. We're buddies. We hang out. Our kids play together. He closes on time. Right? Right. So that's the nugget. They're going to spill the beans on their current lender. Okay? And so what I do, I guarantee him $100,000 because I know everybody in this room, guys, is capable of freaking doing it. You guys are all qualified to be in this program. You guys are all qualified to be in the event, but you're not walking big enough, straight enough, believing in yourself. Right? So what I bring to my meeting is my lead tracker. I bring a blank lead tracker for them with instructions on how to fill out a lead tracker because they ain't tracking crap. They got Lion Desk and they have Power Producer and all this stuff, but they ain't tracking nothing. It's a reality, okay? And then I show them mine. I show them the bottom of my lead tracker and I show them how I run my business. I tell them that I never give up on their leads and I call for eternity. And I said, month to date, I'm already at 100 leads. 50 were referred by realtors. 30 were CCRs. What's a CCR? Current client referral. The leads that my referring partners refer me, I'm asking for referrals on their behalf. And the other 20 leads are from past clients and past client referrals because we mine our database and I do client parties and I do closing gifts and I do anniversary phone calls and when we close our mortgage on their month and I do movie days and I do this. That's what I bring to my partnerships. And I'm going to show you a stat, uh, Carson. For every 10 leads that you refer me, I guarantee you three back. Wow. And, and, and the lead tracker shows that. Wow. Right? How many of you guys bring a lead tracker to your first realtor meeting? I know a couple of you have probably done it, right? I brought one from 2006. July 06 was the first time I ever did a lead tracker, right? After my first event in, in May 06. And I could bring one now for, I don't know, it might have looked better back in 06 than it looks right now, but we'll see. So I could bring one from, that's not true, I could bring September's lead tracker of this year, and I could bring one from 06 and be like, look, I've done this every single month. Right. And I've called them on average seven times. And that's where we close more business together. You could use that. So I want to encourage you guys to teach them lead tracker and to involve that in your meeting. Right. That was a great job. So the money for me is the fact that 
if they refer me 10 leads, I'll give them three back. I pre-approve about 60% of the leads. So if you give me 10, I get three back from those 10, yes? I will qualify one and a half or two of those and we'll close one more. And in my market, how many do we need to make 100 grand? Seven deals, right? So how many leads do I need from them? 70 in one year. And I'll teach them how to get to 70. I'll ask for their old leads that nobody's calling. I got one of my biggest accounts recently. They're two buddies. Another guy's paying three grand a month for Zillow. And guess who's getting the leads? Woo! Come on. Why? Because that <laughs> guy is following awesome. up. And then I show them a testimonial. This is money. I got recorded testimonials from partners, not from 10 years ago, from this year, that we've closed 15 transactions year to date from leads from 24 and 36 months ago that I never gave up on. And these leads, these agents are giving me a video testimonial and I'm texting that to them at the meeting. Don't take my word, buddy. Here's what this lady has to say about me. Here's how I made her an extra 30,000 bucks this year because I'm following up on the leads and I'm doing CCRs and I'm referring the CCRs back to the, to the clients. So that's the money. Bring your lead tracker, show them the data. If you can't afford, if you can't show them the later because it looks weak, then work on it right now for the next 90 days. So come January or February, you guys can walk into the meetings bigger, proud of yourselves, not feeling like a fraud, like most of us at one point probably felt like a fraud. Fake it till you make it, right? I don't fake nothing. I'm super transparent. I'm super direct with people, but I got the facts lined up, right? So that's the difference between Alfonso 2019 and Alfonso 2022, and I'm ready for 2023. I'm going to make more money next year than I've ever done with this process, okay, because I am determined. If we're all down, it's because we chose to be down, and Rick told us this like three or four or five times already this event, and I am fired up, okay? So month to date, I'm at 98 leads, 42 are from realtors. 38 are CCRs. Wow. And it's a rest, whole other class on how to get the CCR, guys. <laughs> and I'm going to give some honor to, some, to someone that deserves honor. My boy Brian Shooter back there. I took his script, I tweaked it, and I'm crushing it with, with that script. So thank you, Brian Shooter, for sharing your script with the CCRs, buddy. Okay? Yeah. E- email, email your concierge. You can get a podcast on that. You can get information on, yes. on Shudo's like master plan on how to get yep. CCRs. That's right. So we're going to transition yes. real quick. Real we're quick. We're going to do a little bit of table work and Q&A. Yes. Okay, guys? So now we've had the meeting. We've had the second meeting. We've locked them up with what we're presenting at that second meeting, right? Communication. I'm going to show a Tuesday status update, right? And what that looks like and what our value proposition is. Um, if, if what else was important was availability, I'm going to talk about weekend warrior. Whatever it is, right? If, if it was about making them more money, and maybe that's by ensuring that we close on time and protect their seller's money and get them CCRs or Alfonso's way that for every 10, he'll get them three. I think that's what he said. Yep. That sound right? Awesome. So now what do we do after the second meeting? And we've got this on page 142. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this. You guys have your own follow-up system, right? It's add to your database, add to your Monday calls, 
What else is on there? It's handwritten card, video campaign, add to happy hour and seminar list, enter into Salesforce, bomb bomb, phone burner, get an all about you form on them, connect on social media, send them a gift, blah, 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 blah. Circle out, circle at the bottom if they're a high D or a high I. It's rare that they're not one of the two. Or keep it simple. Just don't ever stop doing boot camp. Like that is the best thing that Rick could have done to us. Seriously. If you guys didn't do it, go back and start it again. I'm, I already restarted bootcamp for the second time. I'm on about a third way there. Okay. And I'm going to go back home after today's, uh, to, uh, this, uh, this summit and I'm going to clean up my list one more time because I think I'm a little bit weak still on there. I'm going to, I'm going to put the point of entry to my business so high that if I'm going to spend 50 hours a week or 60 hours like Rick wants us all to be working right now, chasing whales, only good whales. Right? People that I really want to be in business with. So just do boot camp. Don't overthink it. 12 contacts. Do that over and then do it again. Do it again. Do it again. It's just that simple. So we got about 10 minutes left, Carson. Right? Should we open up for some questions? Or? We're going to. Yep. Yes? Before we do that, I want to do one thing. So at your table, I want you guys to say one thing that you got out of this class. And if you'll listen, you're going to get a few other things that you missed. And you can come up with a list of what you're going to implement or what's a, a, a shift or a tweak in what you're doing now versus what you're going to do when you get back home. So let's say longest hair first and go clockwise after that. Y'all got two minutes. So don't talk about it. Just say what it is. All right, so we're going to do some Q&A now. So who's got a question for us? Right here. we got one in the front. And whoever's got the next question, just go ahead and raise your hand so I can know where to go, go with the mic. Okay, so you mentioned how you're giving the value. You have these client appreciations. You rent out the movie theater. You do all that. But what about us that don't have that yet because we're not at that level? Like, what is something that we can still bring to that meeting besides, like, the lead tracker to provide that value of how we're going to well, make just- them more money? Great question. You can still bring your lead tracker, show them how you track their business, and tell them that every single Friday by 2.30, my team sends a report of all the leads from that week, the hot leads, and then we send them a a list of every single lead they ever sent us with the status of it. So still bring the lead tracker to show them how you track their business, and every week give them a lead tracker. Does that make sense? That's I, would, it. I love that. I would bring a lead tracker, even a blank one, to teach them what a lead tracker is. I think that's important. And yes. we gave you the answer earlier as well. Based on what they told you was important, you know what to bring if you listen. Got it. Right? Next question. So you work really hard to get the appointment cold call on the whales. Do you have a confirmation call to confirm the appointment the day of? And if they try to cancel or how do you, how do you make sure that something like that doesn't happen? I used to call to confirm a lot of cancellations. Now I show up and I do the Jeremy 4CA way. If they don't show up, I got two copies waiting and I'm like, dude, I'm waiting for you. And they feel like crap. And then they actually take the next meeting. So that's what I started doing now. So we figured out that as well. We don't call and ask if you're still going to come to the meeting, but, but I will call or I'll have someone on the team call and, but, but I should make that call and it'd be like, Hey, Alfonso, it's Carson. I'm so excited to meet you today. If I'm leaving a message, man, I'm so excited. I've been bouncing around all day. I've been wanting to meet you so bad. I can't wait to see you. I'm meeting you at the Starbucks at William Cannon and Mopac. I'll see you there at 10 o'clock. I'll already be in the area. And if I still don't hear back, 
30 minutes before, I'm going to be like, hey, Alfonso, it's, it's 10 minutes from my office. Hey, Alfonso, I got here a little early. What kind of drink can I get started for you? I'm looking to see if they don't, I want to, I want to know that they're canceling before I get in the car and drive to Starbucks. So I'm sending that text from my office. Hey, Alfonso, I got here early, sometime between 15 and 30 minutes before the meeting. I'd like to get a drink started for you. And like, you're a really not nice person if you don't respond when I'm like already there waiting on you 15 minutes early. Yep. But I, and I love the other approach, a picture, like really go for the jugular yeah. with their name, right there, bring your, their name. just bring an empty cup so you don't really have to pay for a coffee, right? You just keep it? a Starbucks cup and a Sharpie yeah. and spell their name funny and you're good. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to go to Starbucks We're all on a budget bunch right now. So write their name on it, right? That's money. Another What's question. That? Right here. Super quick follow-up to her question. So on Fridays, when you send the lead tracker, is it a Refinity report on a Jungo, or yeah. is it an actual lead tracker? I use uh, Jungo. So in Jungo, there's a setting called Refinity, and you guys can set it. It does not automatically go to all of your contacts. You have to select it, and it gives them a report by the time you set it to go, right? So it's called Refinity report in Jungo, okay? And you set it whenever you want it to go out. Thank you. One more question here. Question about uh, follow-up. I feel like I'm pretty good at getting the initial appointment and maybe even the second, but then after that, I'm kind of like, what am I going to talk about them? I don't. I feel like I'm just kind of bothering them, and what am I doing after that point? That's your problem. You're not bothering them. You're going to help them make an extra $100,000 a year, and I need you tonight to meet every single month to review our numbers and make sure we're on track. Because if we're not on track, we're doing something wrong, and I want to make sure we correct it quickly. So every month, you and I are going to meet in the same coffee shop, second Tuesday of the month, 8 a.m., we're going to review our lead tracker, we're going to review our pre-approvals, and we're going to make sure we're on track. And if we're not on track, we're going to do something different. So don't ever feel like you're bothering them. You're about to make them $100,000. Don't feel that way. It's just that simple. Cool. I want to ask a question of Alfonso because when we were prepping for this class, he shared something, and and I think he mentioned it in the class, but I want to really emphasize it, right? At that second meeting, what's your goal, what you told me with that agent, that you had a good second meeting, and then what's your goal recurring after that? I want to meet with him every single month at the same place, right? So you're setting the expectation that you want to have a monthly recurring meeting. Monthly recurring meeting. Right now, I started with 10. I had 13. Uh, I fire three, or they kind of, they think they fire me, but I actually fire them, but I'm back up to 14. My goal is to have 20 whales on a monthly reoccurring break bread. How many of you have at least 10 big agents on a monthly recurring, same time, same place, standing? How many hands? One, maybe. One. Wow. I want 20, and I do breakfast. Why? I want to give those partners the best of me, not the rest of me. So I'm willing to bet if he's meeting with whales... If, if it's a qualified person that he's taking that monthly recurring meeting, I don't know the answer, but I'm willing to bet that those 14 are your best 14 realtors. Three of those wells are here today. Yeah. Three of those wells are in level, in level two and level three coaching. And I got four more coming with me in May. That's gold, guys, right? Have the goal to get a monthly recurring. Yep. Monthly recurring yep. forever, no, no, no ending date. If they go on a vacation, they're sick, we reschedule, never cancel. One more question. We're at the end of our time. Yeah, and one more question. We got one more question back there. Last question. Do you mind just giving your spin on the CCR thing real quick? Shoot a spin. Yeah, so we take the, the, my LP1s take the, uh, schedule the appointment. They take the 1003, which is the questionnaire. 
They gather all the funding. They tell them what we need for the appointment. The, the docs are due 10 a.m. By 10 a.m. day of the appointment, your appointment is automatically canceled. Okay? And uh, they do that. At the end, they're like, hey, Mike, can I ask you for two favors? Right? Before I ask you for a favor, I want to I ask you something. On a scale of 1 to 10, how careful do you feel today? How good of a job do you think I did for Alfonso scheduling the appointment today? 9, 10. Nine, ten. That's awesome. Well, listen, my first favor is this. As I mentioned, Carson is one of the best realtor partners that we work with. You're so lucky to be working with Carson. So our first favor is that can you please call Carson as soon as we hang up to let them know we take great care of you today. It's important for Alfonso knows that Carson knows that we're taking very good care of his clients. And listen, Carson's one of the best realtors we work with. But I'm going to tell you the secret about Carson. He could be a little bit too humble to ask for a referral. So would you do me a favor and help me find Carson one more client like you? Great. Who do you have in mind? Say nobody. Really? How many brothers and sisters do you have? Two. Two. Do they both already own a home? Yes. They do. Great. Well, Carson can give them a free analysis on their home to see what the home is worth and see how much equity they have. You think they would like that from them? What's his brother's name? What's his phone number? Woo! Come on. Give it up for Alfonso. That was amazing. I dig deep. And they tell me, no, no, no. Like, man, do you have no friends? And we make it fun. <laughs> and they're laughing. I kid you not. And it's been a game changer. But I took that script from Shooter and I just did a little spin to it. And uh, the secret is, Shooter's too humble to ask for a referral. Can you help me find him one more right client like you? Like your realtors are too humble to ask for the referral. They're not too humble. They're just realtors. They don't ask. Hey, guys. That was really good. I awesome. got like three or four things from Alfonso. By a show of hands, how many got one or two really good things? Wow, look around. That's like the whole room. Hey, listen, we're not professional speakers, but we're really competitive. Pull out your survey and give us a five. Please. 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 Oh, yeah, thank you. Fill in that please. survey. Yes. Do we have a how – how much time do you have before the – you uh, you got to click on the class. I'm sure you figured it out by now. You go to your uh, itinerary and click on this class. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You've been listening to the Core Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at thecoretraining.com.